the art and science of hacking our environment or modulating it to support our body is what biohacking is. Did you also know that this is a key element to becoming a radiant human through supporting our bodies to be as pure as possible? This is where deep eating radiance comes from an inside out approach to reduce inflammation, oxidative stress, and allow you to have powerful energy and the best sleep ever. Check out my top biohacking picks from supplements to EMF protective clothing, to water purification, air purification, blue light blocking glasses, detox options, and much, much more. Head on over to theschoolofradiance.com and check out my biohacking page. Enjoy today's episode right here on the School of Radiance podcast. Welcome to the Rachel Varga podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Varga, double board certified aesthetic nurse specialist since 2011 with over 20,000 rejuvenation procedures performed. I'm an international clinical trainer for other physicians and nurses as well, celebrity skin expert, having been featured on some of the world's top proactive aging podcasts and much, much more. Learn more at rachelvarga.ca and enjoy today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to today's episode on the Rachel Varga podcast. In today's show, we are going to discuss how trapped emotions could in fact be aging us. We're going to talk about this really interesting concept of how trapped emotions or stagnant energy, if you will, can kind of impair our body, mind, spirit energy from functioning in the way that it wants to function. Now we're sharing this information here in an effort to help you be your most high vibe and radiant version possible because this is really what it takes to be beautiful to be radiant it's not just using skincare and makeup and getting procedures done it's like really let's just get to the nuts and bolts of who we are and how we can clean up things so that we can be our most purest most beautiful vibrant radiant versions of each other and if you have any questions about today's episode don't hesitate to send me an email info at rachelvarga.ca and all of my contact details are in the description of this episode now let me tell you a little bit about today's guest we have dr bradley nelson joining us today it's very excited to uh hear that bradley nelson wanted to be on the show because i've actually been a fan of his work for quite some time. And Dr. Brad is among global luminaries featured in emotion, a documentary, which I saw and loved. And now he's on the show, which is amazing. A documentary on how emotions affect the physiology of the human body and how replacing negative emotions can impact physical improvement. Dr. Brad has trained and certified more than 5,000 emotion code practitioners in 77 countries, teaching them how to identify and release trapped emotions that harm health and relationships. He discovered what has been called the most important discovery in the history of energy medicine, the heart wall, an energetic barrier of multiple trapped emotions that prevents people from freely giving and receiving love that contributes to loneliness, sadness, and emotional isolation. The emotion code uses Dr. Brad's mind mapping system in conjunction with muscle testing to help people quickly and easily identify and release trapped emotions. His follow-up expansion of the program, The Body Code, is a comprehensive system that allows people to unravel six underlying causes of illness, trapped emotions, toxicity, circuitry, pathogens, structural or nutritional imbalances, and much, much more. 
circuitry rather. So electromagnetics, perfect. He's in great company here. We talk about this quite a bit. Today, there are more than 1,000 certified body code practitioners in 38 countries worldwide. And Dr. Bradley Nelson says, we've taken energy healing and made it so powerful and so simple that even a child can do it. Welcome, 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 Dr. Bradley Nelson. How are you today? Well, I'm fantastic. Thank you, Rachel, for having me on. I'm excited to be here. It's going to be fun. Yes, great to have you on. And it's always neat being able to connect with people that I've, you know, followed your work for quite some time. And it's like, poof, here you are. I want to be on the show. Amazing. Yes, please. (laughs) Here I am. (laughs) Yeah. I love, you know, the last couple of years, it's crazy to say that, but have been kind of tough for a lot of us, right? We've been, our whole world's literally been turned upside down. And all of us, to some degree, have dealt with some trauma uh, from this with our interactions, people, places, and things, feeling of safety, feeling of trust, feeling of grounding. So I'm really excited for this episode. But tell us a little bit about yourself and how you're staying balanced in your life and staying joyful. I know you're a pilot and you get that above perspective, which I think Mm -hmm. would be helpful. But tell me about yourself. Well, um, I have had... uh... I've had a lot of interesting experiences. I've had a lot of spiritual experiences in my life. Uh, I've had um, the uh, the great fortune to practice as a as a holistic physician for about twenty years, and um, I developed this habit uh, during the years that I was in practice. Before I'd go to work on somebody, I would I take just a moment and just ask for help from the higher power. You know, we all believe different things. And, but if you believe in a higher power, then you know what I'm talking about. I would just try to get a little help, try to connect with the universe, you know, with God, source energy, whatever you want to call it, to help me with the person that I was about to work on. And I'll tell you something really interesting. Uh, during all those 20 years, working with people day in, day out, month after month, year after year, um, and having that little habit of asking for help, there were times when the most amazing things would happen when a person would come in to see me and I didn't know how to approach their problem, I didn't know how to help them. And I would offer that short, silent prayer, whatever you want to call it, you know, for help. And, uh, and sometimes the information would just flood into me like, like an avalanche, uh, like a, a, a huge download of understanding. Here's what to, here's how to look at this. And here's, here's what this is. And here's how to help this person. That didn't happen very often. That happened about, you know, I mean, maybe four or five times during the whole 20 years I was in practice, but it helped me to understand that um, there, there's a higher power that really is aware of us and uh, we can ask for help and we can get it. So that was an interesting thing. And that's been um, a very key piece of all of the healing work that I have been teaching in the world since then. That, um, that we try to connect with that higher power, you know, whatever we believe, if you happen to believe in a higher power. We teach people that uh, it's a really good idea to try to connect and open that channel with the universe, you know, with God, with source energy, with the creator, whatever you want to call it. Um, because if you ask, then you receive. If you ask, then it opens that that little channel. So um, it's been really interesting. And you know, to talk about um, uh, to talk about the skin, to talk about um, a person's countenance and how they look and how they feel. Uh, it's been a, an amazing thing to witness for me uh, over the years, 
seeing people before and after, uh, before they have emotional baggage removed, before they have that wall that's been up, uh, been put up around their heart, before that wall has been taken down, to see how they look, to see what their face looks like before and then after without having anything else done at all, without any kind of facial reconstructive work or uh, anything, but just to see the change that takes place in people has been really remarkable. We, um, we wear on our faces uh, a lot of the, um, the trauma that we've been through, a lot of the baggage that we've been through, and um, it's, it's just inevitable. I mean, think about it. Have you ever seen somebody that um, has been dealing, for example, with a lot of physical pain for a long time and how, how their face changes and it ages them more rapidly or emotional baggage? I mean, think about people that you know that have been through um, some kind of emotional traumas and what it does to how they look, right? Makes a difference, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. And when you're talking about the facial motions, uh, let's talk about energy and motion or stuck or, or whatever, our facial muscles are basically when they continue to crease, like you're furrowing your brows, you're angry or all this stuff, or you're constantly like oh, freaking out and you know, you're being super expressive with your face, you are actually you are recruiting a number of your facial muscles. And when we grimace, or even when we're in pain, if that constantly happens, you do end up creating a little bit of like a wiring pathway, or even to the effect of when we learn to relax our facial muscles, it kind of can take us out of this habit. Or even there's been studies with neuromodulators for augmenting the facial muscle, muscle motion to even help with things like depression, because you're not able to make those facial contractions. I'm really curious uh, for you to talk about this concept of like surrendering, which is essentially what you got to when we just kind of uh, surrender ourselves to higher power. It's a very feminine energy that I feel like a lot of us are not really um, tapping into as much. And what we've talked about here on the show is, you know, 70 to 80 percent of the universe is the space between dark matter, quintessence, not just physical. There's a lot more non-physical um to this world than we realize. Can you just expand on the concept of surrendering and how to do it in more of a safe way? Sure. Well, um, I think that, um, I think that it's, it's first of all, helpful to realize um, and to believe that, um, that there is something beyond uh, this life that um, uh, and and I have had spiritual experiences where I've learned some some really powerful things. Um, I uh, I had an experience once when I was 18 years old. I was sitting just one day meditating quietly, and uh, all of a sudden, um, the uh, all of a sudden it was like my heart was opened to to the memory of where I was before I came here into this world. And, uh, and what I believe is that we all live with God before we come here. We're in this beautiful, uh, very extremely high vibrational existence where you know we're, we're sentient, we can move and make decisions and 
we can think for ourselves and so on. But when we come into this world, I believe that there is kind of what you might call a veil that's put over our minds. So we don't remember where we were. And so I'm sitting there, 18 years old, quietly meditating. And all of a sudden, it was like that veil was split open just for a few seconds. And the result was I was instantly filled with the most unbelievably powerful feeling of homesickness. Uh, I've never felt anything like that in my life. It was just absolutely uh, galactic in scale. And it only lasted for a few seconds. I mean, every particle of my being was just filled with this homesickness to be back home where I was before I appeared here in this world. And then that ended. And, um, and it just left me reeling. And I've, I've thought a lot about that. And I learned some things from that experience. I learned that um, we really are strangers here just passing through this world. And I also learned that it's a good thing that we have that forgetfulness that comes upon us when we come into this world. Because otherwise, I don't think we could stand it in this world for five minutes. That's how far we've come. But, you know, it's interesting because I had another experience one day I was in my practice and I had this, I had this habit, uh, how I did things is a person would come in, they would, they would lie on this table, the table would go face down and then, um, and then I would, I would go to work on them. And I had this habit of asking for help. Right. So, uh, patient comes in, it's a regular routine visit one day. And I, I, before I go to work on this person, I, I offer this little prayer for help and I turn my attention to this person. And all of a sudden it's like, my eyes are open. It's like I've been blind my entire life and my eyes are suddenly opened and I suddenly comprehend and understand that I'm standing in the presence of this sacred temple, the temple of the body. And it was, it was a spiritual experience. And I was instantly filled with the deepest sense of reverence and awe. And then it was like, just, just for a few seconds, it was like another little window opened to show me a little glimpse of what our reality really is. And it's not, it's not what we think. So I've had these experiences that have given me little, little glimpses into, uh, into what our life is really like. And then if you think about, um, oh, one of my, one of my favorite things is to, is to watch videos and listen to people talk about um, their near death experiences. Right. And it's so interesting because when people die and they go to the other side, they often have a life review, but they're never asked, you know, how big of a car they drove or how many plastic surgeries they had or how much money they had. Instead, they're asked questions like, how much love were you able to develop for your fellow beings in the world or how much knowledge were you able to gain? And so I've thought a lot about that. And I, I, I think that, you know, in the, in the alternative community, um, people talk a lot about being ascended, becoming an ascended being and so on. And, and, to me, what that means really is that um, you develop your ability to love others unconditionally. And, um, and the more you can do that, I think, the more you can come from a place of love, the higher you are on that vibrational ladder. If you think about it in terms of vibration alone, you know, the emotion code is all about finding and removing the, the stuck emotional energies. And here's the chart we use. There's 60 emotions on here. And um, those are all negative things like grief and self-abuse and guilt and so on. Um, and those are all lower vibrations. But the more you're able to reside on a higher vibrational level where you're being able to give and receive love, um, 
that's where you want to be. There was a video that I saw uh, on YouTube. I've never been able to find this again, but um, it was an emergency room doctor and he was being interviewed. And he talked about how when people flatline, they die, you know, and their heart stops. He said, it's not like in the movies or on TV where most of those people, they, you know, they hit them with the paddles, you know, clear, boom, and they bring them back. He said only about 15% of the time are they able to bring those people back. Usually they're gone. And he said one day this experience um, that he had in the ER changed his life because that day they brought three people back from being totally flatlined. And they all said the same thing. They all said, why did you bring me back? They all said that for the first time in their life, dying and going to the other side, they felt totally accepted. And I've thought a lot about that, right? And what does that mean to be totally accepted? Well, total acceptance is the fruit of what? Well, it's the fruit of unconditional love, right? And so... So in your life, you know, we all have things that happen that we would rather not have had happen. Um, we've experienced things that we would rather not have experienced. But, but if you can get to a place uh, and removing your emotional baggage can really facilitate that process where you can get to a point where, um, where you totally accept things. Uh, that's uh, that's part of that, I think. Part of part of ascending and getting to a higher level where you're living your life um, in a way that uh, you're not so affected by all the things that are going on so much around you. Um, and another way to think of that is like, you know, I have a glass here. The glass is half full. Well, if you think of the glass as your being and um, and the whatever's in the glass as your emotional baggage, the more full that glass is, the less able you are to deal with things that are going on um, in, your, in your life. And so as you try to add more emotional baggage to that, it just overflows and then you know you, it, it manifests in your life. So, Wow, you anyway. said some quite profound things there. I definitely agree with you that we need to be more in this heart space. And there are ways to access that uh, through different types of foods, people, places, and things. Uh, but when you're talking about working with your patients, one of the things that I like to do is every time I'm working on someone, I repeat these things that actually I learned from an event with Greg Braden and Joe Dispenza, which you know well, um, gratitude, appreciation, caring, and compassion to really be in that heart space when you're working on someone. And I just wanted to kind of add and put on a different angle here is that I really do feel like we need to first love ourselves and be grounded in ourselves before we can then give love to others. So it might sound a little, uh, a little more selfish, but it, it's actually not. And when you're talking about lower vibrations, we're talking maybe about shadow work here and integrating things. And it's not just about like, okay, this was a shameful experience that made me feel this way. It's like, well, what was that like to experience that emotion? And actually 
integrated in a way that you can learn more about certain shadow aspects of yourself and actually find some good in that experience that you were able to put on that. That's some ways that I sort of help myself get out of uh, lower vibe situations that most certainly can fill up that emotional or toxic bucket load. As I mentioned, you're, you're, you're absolutely right talking about the bucket getting full by your emotions alone. Now, I always like to ask guests on the show here and, and fellow practitioners and teachers, what is radiance to you? And what are your most vibrant and radiant clients doing? What are some common characteristics that you see? Well, I think that it's, uh, it's inevitable, really, that um, if you are, if you're radiant on the inside, it's, it's going to manifest in your countenance. And, you know, we're all different and we all look different. And, of course, there, there are particular ideals of beauty in our day that are different from, you know, a thousand years ago and so on. But, um, but if you think about the kind of person that you want to be around, um, more so this, than just from the, the physical aspect of beauty, but who do, who do you like to be around? And inevitably, we, we like to be around people that, um, that are radiating a high level of vibration, right? That are, are radiating love and acceptance and all the things that you mentioned. And so um, I think that beauty really comes from the inside and it manifests on the outside. And I couldn't agree more with, with what you were saying about, um, about how we need to love ourselves. And a key to that, I think, in just about every case uh, that I've ever seen, and I think that this probably holds true universally, and that is that um, we've all made mistakes. And sometimes, um, I, well, I think it's, it's always probably easier uh, to be harder on ourselves and more demanding of ourselves than we ever would dream of be of being with anybody else. And so a lot of the time um, it's about forgiveness and that's what it comes down to. And I think that, um, I think that if you really truly are at peace in your heart, that that manifests um, on your face and, uh, and it manifests in your life and to really truly be at peace my own personal belief about this and observation is that if there are people in your life that you have not really forgiven, I think to really be 100% at peace, you need to find a way to forgive those people. And forgiveness is such an interesting thing, you know, because we, uh, we have this human tendency to withhold forgiveness from someone if they've hurt us because we want to get even with them. But really, it's only hurting us and uh, and thwarting our ability to grow. Um, there's a um, there was a saying by um, there's a quote by Dr. Uh, Lewis Smead said um, uh, forgiveness is like setting the prisoner free, only to discover that the prisoner was you, right? And um, so I think that forgiveness to really truly forgive is is so important. And I think that to truly love yourself, you have to be kind to yourself. You have to be forgiving to yourself. You have to realize that um, those mistakes that you made, well, you probably wouldn't make now. You're probably not the same person that you were back then. You need to be kind to yourself. You need to forgive that person, forgive yourself. 
And what's so fascinating is that um, oftentimes that's the hardest person to forgive, right? Is ourselves because we should have known better, et cetera. But what's so interesting about it um, in doing this work with the emotion code and helping people to remove their emotional baggage over all these years is that so often over and over and over again, what I have seen is that um, that emotional baggage is what makes it harder to forgive. So in other words, if let's say somebody hurt you, somebody abused you, uh, and there's emotional energy from that that is still trapped in your body, when you find that emotional baggage and you remove that energy, what it does is it opens the way for you to be able to forgive um, that other person and yourself as well. And so... Um, so that's one of the really nice things about this. The way I, the way I look at the emotion code and, and this process of, of removing emotional baggage is that when we come into this world, for the most part, we have this clear, uh, pristine energy field. But then things start happening. We start being you know, abused maybe, or our parents argue, or we go through a divorce, or we have breakups, people die, you know, we have bad job situations, all these things. And so every time we develop a trapped emotion, it's like a little dark energy, uh, like a little dark cloud in this body of ours. So that by the time we get to be an adult, this clear, pristine energy field that we started out with um, can look like a raging thunderstorm, right? With all of this baggage. But as we start removing that baggage, and the emotion code is just a really simple way to do it. There are other ways to do it as well, but it's probably the easiest and the fastest when you start removing that baggage, you're getting rid of these little dark clouds until pretty soon you're starting to feel different because now instead of a thunderstorm going on in your energy field, it's more like you know a partly cloudy day. And then pretty soon there's hardly any more clouds left at all. And it's just a clear, beautiful, perfect, sunshiny day in your energy field. And uh, what you find is that it's much easier then to actually um, give unconditional love and live in a state of acceptance instead of a state of resistance where you know you're you're battling everything you're you find yourself in the flow much more easily it's definitely a lot of fun living in the flow when you learn how to get there by releasing some of these trapped emotions and doing practices like tapping that you talk about, which I do all the time. It's If something's on my mind, I'll do some tapping, uh, emotional freedom technique releases to you know get grounded again. One of the biggest ways that I think we can enhance our energy field, clear our emotions, is actually being around something that is unemotional. And that is nature. So I was telling you before we recorded Dr. Badley Nelson, I did 12K on the one if you could trail yesterday with a 30 pound backpack. And yeah. you're just like, you're constantly in the moment, paying attention to where exactly you're stepping so you don't fall and hurt yourself. And you're just, that's all you can focus on is being around nature that's unemotional. So I find that that helps me to uh, empty out my emotional bucket. And when you're talking about um, one of the things that came up when when you were sharing was was actually during these past couple years, it's been really difficult for me to, and I'm sure lots of other 
audience members here on the show have had these experiences with people that they've kind of felt a little jilted by maybe they don't trust other people quite as much as they did before or they're really hurt by something and I think a lot of people are really going through it <laughs> right now with these interactions so what advice would you give to people to help them overcome these trapped emotions through different interactions with people during these times that have really been highly polarized. And that's a whole other conversation of whether or not that was designed to do just that or not. But what are your tips for, for uh, overcoming some of these trapped emotions? Well, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's an interesting thing. I'll share a couple of stories with you to illustrate how, how important it can be to get rid of these. Um, there was a uh, there was a woman that we met at one of our events a few years ago, and she told us this story that uh, she bought the emotion code uh, and uh, bought it on audio as well, and started listening to it and reading it. And her son started reading it and listening to it. And uh, a couple of weeks go by, and then the phone rings, and uh, the woman that's calling her identifies herself as the mother of one of her son's friends, and she said, "Listen," she said, "Our son." Uh, has a phobia, a severe phobia of water. And we've tried everything. We've taken him to everybody and um, nothing has ever helped us. But she said, right now I'm at the community pool. And she said, my son is out playing in the water with the other boys for the first time in his entire life. She said, this is a miracle. She said, your son did this. How is this even possible? Now those two boys are only 11. But that's how, that's how simple the emotion code can be and yet how life-changing it can be. The reality of it is these bodies of ours are made of energy. And so um, the emotion code is just a simple way to find energies that shouldn't be there and remove those. And then all kinds of things can get better. 90% of all the physical pain that people have is due to their emotional baggage. Um, you can have emotions that become trapped that show um, many of them will actually show on your face, on your visage, on your countenance. And so removing those can change how you look and how you feel. Um, so anyway, what to understand how this works, uh, the body itself is just made of energy, right? I mean, you, if you look at your hand, it looks solid. But if you put your hand under a big enough microscope and you keep zooming in, you zoom in past the cells, past the DNA to an individual atom, you look inside the atom, you see there's nothing in there. It's just empty space. Some little infinitesimally tiny energies that are zipping around at the speed of light. And that's really what we are, is we are beings of pure energy. Well, when you're feeling an intense emotion um, of whatever it might be, anger, resentment, we, there's 60 on the list, um, sometimes that energy is so powerful that it becomes stuck in the body. And we call that a trapped emotion. And uh, a trapped emotion can then cause physical problems, but it can also cause mental and emotional problems down the road. And how we tap into this is, um, how, or how we find these is by tapping into the subconscious mind, which is that internal computer that we all have. And sometimes there are things that uh, happen to us that we might not even remember. Um, in fact, I was, uh, I was doing a workshop once and a young woman came up out of the audience as a volunteer and so uh, I started doing some testing on her and we use different kinds of muscle testing to get yes and no answers from the subconscious mind. And what I found was that she had a trapped emotion. The emotion was forlorn, which is kind of feeling all alone and desolate and lonely and hopeless. And, uh, 
And I, I traced it back using some more muscle testing, which we teach in the emotion code book. Uh, and this had happened in the first year of her life. Well, I asked her if she had any idea what it was about. And she, she had no idea. Of course, we don't remember anything back then. But at the beginning of this event, uh, as I was greeting people coming in, I had happened to meet this young woman and she showed up with her mother. So I thought, well, maybe her mother knows. So I looked out at the audience and there's her mother and she's as white as a sheet. And she's got her hands up like this. And I said, hey, do you have any idea what this might have been about? And she was very embarrassed, but she said that she thought maybe she did. She said that during those years, she used to use cloth diapers uh, on her daughter when she was a baby. And she said one day she accidentally pinned her daughter to her diaper. And in other words, that safety pin went right through her flesh. And uh, she didn't know about it until she changed her the next time. And she was just horrified, right? Well, here's this poor baby. She's got this pin through her skin and I'm sure she was crying and trying to get help and nobody was helping her and her mom must've been really overwhelmed. Anyway, so she develops this trapped emotion, this feeling of forlorn, this hopeless, desolate feeling. That energy became trapped in her body. So I released it, which just takes a few seconds and uh, she went back and sat down. I didn't think much else about it. I finished my talk and went home. About 10 days later, I get an email from this girl's mother. And she said, she said, um, my daughter didn't tell you this, but she said for about 10 years or so, she's had this gradually deteriorating problem with her hip and her knee. It's been gradually getting worse and she has pain all the time. And it started to affect the way she walks a little bit. We've taken her to lots of people, but nobody's been able to figure it out. But she said, since you, she said, the moment you released that trapped emotion of forlorn from her, from when she was pinned to her diaper as a baby, she said that pain's been gone completely. And she said, not only that, she feels this new lightness of being that she hasn't felt before. And she said, I waited 10 days because I wanted to see if this was just a fluke, but she said, it has not come back. So I just wanted you to know the aftermath of, of what you did. So we can tap into uh, emotions emotional baggage that you might not have any remembrance of. In fact, um, we all receive emotional energy uh, at conception from mom or dad that may go back for generations. And we call those inherited trapped emotions. And you can find those and you can release those too. So think about it. Um, you may have trouble right now making money or finding uh, your soulmate because of something that your great, great, great grand parent went through and you can find that kind of energy and release that also with the, uh, the emotion code. So it's, it's very powerful. It's a really powerful aspect of this work. By the way, this also works on animals. I don't know. A lot of people don't realize that, but um, if you have pets, you can use this on them and it works better than anything else uh, <laughs> that we've ever seen. <laughs> I love this. And uh, your background is uh, in chiropractic medicine. Right. And actually who I learned from, tapping and muscle testing from was a chiropractor that then made the sort of semi-exit into more homeopathy muscle testing and more like intuitive care while still being able to do some adjustments and things like that and I have to tell you she was one of the most profound healers that I ever worked with and my husband too like he's a skeptic with everything he's pro athlete and he's like how on earth did she know that about me she's like you need to come and see me and then he goes gets into the room and 
she's like, this is what's wrong with you. He's like, how did you know that? Like, he didn't even tell her. So this stuff is quite profound. When you've experienced it, you experience it. You can't unexperience it. Um, and, And then I'd say for me, when we're talking about releasing trapped emotions and energy healing, I'd say for me, it's very important to really take the time to be quiet and to be still in order to perform clearing and grounding practices routinely, just as we wash our car and wash our bodies, we should be doing this as well. And it's so important to learn these skills. So these skills that you're teaching Dr. Bradley Nelson, in your documentaries and in your books, everybody needs to learn this. And just as Mm -hmm. I read in your bio, even kids can learn how to do this. How do you see in the future more people integrating this in their daily lives? Well, you know, the... uh... The interesting thing is that, of course, we all have emotional baggage and uh, we all have imbalances uh, within us. The most common kind of imbalance is emotional baggage and the emotion code is just a blueprint, a really simple, easy way that anyone can learn to get rid of their emotional baggage. And 80% of the time, uh, whatever kind of an issue you're having, um, you can help it by just getting rid of the emotional baggage. The rest of the time, uh, there can be other kinds of imbalances. And uh, and so what happened to me was because I was a computer programmer before I became a doctor, I always had a computer there and I was always trying to categorize the things that I was finding on my patients. And during the last 10 years that I was in practice, most of the people that I saw had been told there was really no help for them, no hope for them at all. And yet um, the vast majority of them, with just a couple of exceptions, were able to get well because... Um, I knew how to talk to the subconscious mind and that's where all the information really is. That is the paradigm of the future. The understanding that uh, each person holds the perfect understanding within their subconscious mind of what's really wrong with them, why they're manifesting some disease. You see, Western medicine is geared toward the suppression of symptoms primarily And um, sometimes that's really useful and really helpful, but um, most of the time it's not really. And so in other words, if we're having some kind of a physical or mental or emotional symptom in our lives, we probably don't really uh, need some kind of uh, some kind of drug to suppress that symptom. What we really need to do is open a dialogue with the subconscious, that incredibly powerful computer within that person to find out what's really going on. And so um, so I was able to put together this program that I called the Body Code, which is a way to uh, open the subconscious mind like a book and find out what's really going on um, in all these different areas. So if you have, uh, if you're bitten by a spider a couple of years ago and that venom is still affecting you, you can find that. If you have some kind of a problem with, uh, uh, with your teeth or if you've got some kind of dental toxicity or... Uh, maybe you've got some kind of pathogen living in your body. Maybe you've got a parasite. Maybe you've got um, a blockage of an acupuncture meridian or whatever it is. There's uh, thousands of different kinds of imbalances, but the beauty of it is um, the body code, you can be taken right to that imbalance. And and again, a lot of the imbalances that we have are just emotional. Emotional baggage is the biggest imbalance, uh, the most common underlying cause of everything. So beautifully, beautifully stated and shared. And I'll just add to this that I've, I love looking to the future. Obviously, being in the present moment is very important. But 
what does the future hold for healing a higher level of radiance, being a better human? And I got to say the Europeans have been way ahead of the North Americans in the space of biofeedback, uh, energy healing. I have a device behind me that actually measures the human biofield and joule output. But I think the future is just around the corner with this stuff. I've actually yeah. used some devices that you, you can use to scan your body. And then by uh, contacting the device on the certain area, it gives different uh, feedback frequencies. Mm-hmm. And so this is like Star Trek, right? With the tricorder yeah. and all this stuff. I, th- I think we're there. I think the tech is actually really kind of being... Yeah seriously suppressed but what you talk about is a lot of free tech which and it is technology so share with us where people can work with you find more of your information well um our prime website our primary site is at discoverhealing.com and um i have a a blog site at drbradleynelson.com but uh, our main site is uh, discoverhealing.com. And of course, we're on all the social media channels and everything. But um, if you go to discoverhealing.com, um, right there on the homepage, right at the top, you can put in some information and then we'll send you the first couple of chapters of the, uh, of the Emotion Code book. You can read it, um, check it out and see what you think. But um, it's making a huge impact all over the world. Uh, you know, we just had huge crowds in Warsaw, Poland. Um, we did an event in Istanbul. Um, we're, we're traveling all over the world now, uh, and both live and in person and virtually. Um, and, uh, it's just going crazy. We have almost 10,000 certified practitioners now of the emotion code in, uh, in 80 countries around the world. And, uh, and those are just the people that have gone through our, our inexpensive certification program because they want to learn it better. They want to really master it, or they want to do it for a living. And we have people making six figures doing this. Um, just doing the emotion code, uh, helping other people in other places. Um, and it's, it's so interesting because, uh, uh, because this work is uh, based on quantum physics. There's no barrier of distance. So, so people, um, we met a guy in Istanbul, for example, he's got clients all over the world, most of them in the United States. And uh, he works with them at a distance remotely and gets great results and everybody's happy. So that's where it's going. There's always going to be a need for Western medicine. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there are always going to be traumas that happen and Western medicine is fantastic at dealing with trauma, um, but not so good at dealing with a lot of other things. And so um, Western medicine is always going to be around. And uh, in the future, I foresee a day when, when the patient will be the most important thing and taking care of that patient and figuring out exactly what that patient really needs. That should be the priority right now, but it's not, unfortunately, but um but I think what you were saying is that uh, all the tools are here now, and uh, and I really believe they are. Um, about a year after the Emotion Code book came out, and it came out the same month and the same year as the iPhone, so we're we're in the 15th anniversary of the introduction of the Emotion Code right now. But about a year after it came out, I woke up one morning and my mind was full of instruction, and the instruction was you need to take everything you've learned about natural healing and put it into a self-study course that anyone can learn and make it available to everyone everywhere. And, um, and that's what we call the body code. So, um, and there's more information about that at our website uh, on at discoverhealing.com. Beautiful. Well, I actually am looking forward to also taking the emotion code and learning how to access 
this other way of being and serving others. And I think every, this, this is the stuff that should probably be taught in schools, is it not? <laughs> it absolutely it absolutely should be. And it will be for mm -hmm. long. We're, we're working on this. Maybe so. if you homeschool your kids like I will be doing, they'll be learning this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Dr. Bradley Nelson. I do look forward to having you back on the show again. Uh, maybe after I've taken your emotion code program. This sounds fantastic. Do you have any closing words for our session today or even a benediction of, if you will, to help those listening be more vibrant and radiant humans? Well, absolutely. I, I think, um, I think the first thing that you need to realize is that you're not here by mistake, that there are divine purposes for you, that you have been around forever and you're going to continue to be around forever. And you're here in this state right now to, to learn for yourself um, about making choices, bad choices, good choices. We all make bad choices and we all make good choices and we learn either way, right? And so um, I think it's time to start being kind to yourself, uh, to forgive yourself and uh, to start telling other people silently uh, how much you love them. And, uh, and then notice the change in your own state when that happens. And, uh, and it's time to start getting rid of your emotional baggage so that you can step out of that old uh, person that you have been uh, into the new person that is uh, who you we're really meant to be. And, uh, and that's, that's my hope for you. Uh, and I hope that you have a fun time doing it. Thank you so much, Dr. Bradley Nelson for being on the show. Everybody take a look at Dr. Bradley Nelson's documentaries. They're not going to disappoint. I watched them a while ago and really enjoyed them. And a lot of your stuff is on Gaia and through your website and all that cool stuff. So everybody have a beautiful high vibe radiant day, and we will see you back here on the Rachel Varga podcast. Thanks, Rachel.